Hello everyone, this is Jose, and I just wanted to apologize for any sound issues you might have during the podcast. You may have to either turn up or adjust your volume at certain points to either hear us or so your ears won't blow out. So, uh, thank you for listening, and uh, enjoy the show. Hello everyone, welcome to the Beard Brothers Catholic Podcast. My name is Jose, and you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Daval. And I am Josh, I am at One Small's Violin. And I am Ryan, you can find me at AMDG Hardyheart. And to start off the show, we have, we have a story for you, as narrated by, uh, by Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. <laughs> I'm going to try to keep well, a straight caution. face. Caution, this is explicit content. If you are under 18, please plug your ears. Or if you're just easily offended, this is explicit. We hope this doesn't trigger you. If this triggers you, reevaluate yourself. There's confession (laughs) before and or after most masses, and those are usually helping Catholic churches. And please contact your local Democratic Party for the local safe space. And your priest for an exorcism. Um, Okay. (laughs) Okay, so... Getting the character here. I'm trying to turn to a snowflake real quick. <laughs> so, going on a rant, going to rant a bit now, but it's totally justified because OMG, I'm still shaking from what happened, but I'm also proud of myself. I was about to leave my local grocery shop this morning, and as I walked to the exit, this old white guy literally opened the door for me. Seriously, he stood there holding the door with this creepy smile on his face like he was doing something good. I wanted to spit at him, but I somehow managed to keep my composure, and I looked him square in the face and said, Excuse me, but what are you doing is disrespectful. You are assuming because I look like a woman to you that I'm too fragile to open my own doors in life. I assure you that I'm strong, strong enough to stand up to your misogynistic BS. And I just stood there staring him out until he stepped away from the door. I'm pretty sure people in the shop understood because they were smiling. I felt so proud that I'd put that arrogant old man in his place. Men opening doors for women is a symbol of aggressive patriarchy. Men are saying, you may enter or leave this place, but only on my say-so. A man opening and holding a door open for a woman is him subconsciously reminding her that all men are in control of a woman's choices. No woman should accept this. If a man holds a door open for you, tell him to stop trying to control where women can and cannot go in life. So anyhow, that's me done with that. Still shaking from earlier and a little fragile, but it's a good feeling to know I won a small battle. Kissy face. Just kill me. (laughs) It hurts reading that. You really want to know what I think about that? Actually, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In the in the spirit of good Catholic charity, please let's say a couple prayers for her. Please. And for anyone who shares in that mentality. Please just just keep them in your prayers. <laughs> uh, oh man! So when people, uh, <laughs> all I want to do is be charitable and maybe get a date out of it. Just <laughs> <laughs> there's there's just no words for it. There's there's no words. It, it, it's sad that that happens. But anyway, uh, today's episode is brought to you by uh, Rosaries R Us. Please, Josh, tell us about Rosaries R Us. Rosaries R Us is a shop on Etsy. It is actually me. Um, 
I make custom paracord rosaries, uh, keychains, the little dashboard, rearview mirror, single decade rosaries. So if you're into that kind of stuff, you know, check it out. I do still have, yes, I still have my promo code active. Using the promo code LENT2017, you can get 10% off your purchase of $10 or more. So check it out. And unofficially, we are currently not yet sponsored by Catholic Beard Balm. Check it out for all of your beardly needs. But we are in the process. We are we are opening communication with them. So hopefully by the next couple of podcasts they will be official sponsors. Let's just let's just pray for that because I am very excited. And if you know me, I love Catholic Beard Balm. Ah, all right. So uh, this past um, this past well this week. We had a we had a feast day. We had the the feast of the chair of Saint Peter, um, not from IKEA, but uh, but yes, it's it's a really really cool feast day. And uh, Josh, why don't you tell us about it? So this earlier this week, I think it was Wednesday, we celebrated a fantastic feast. It is the feast of the chair of Saint Peter, which is so amazing because if you went to mass, you'd have heard. My favorite gospel passage, uh, well, I mean, I have so many favorites, it's hard to pick one, but Matthew 16, 18, which says, and I say that you are Peter. This is when Jesus is giving Simon his new name. I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys to the kingdom. I'll talk about that in a minute. But I just love this so much because Jesus and his disciples they're up on Caesarea Philippi, which is basically just this rock cliff, uh, from what I understand, with a hole. Um, I haven't been there. I haven't seen it. But they're standing on rock. And I know the argument that a lot of Protestants try to give. They're saying, well, Jesus, they're saying that the Catholic Church was built on Peter. And that's really not what it means. Because in the Bible, if you look at it, it says, you are Peter. Kepha is, I believe, the word that Jesus used, which is Greek, mm-hmm. meaning rock. Which... Also, when you translate Peter, Peter means rock. So I, you are the rock, and upon this rock I will build my church. And then in the in Mark's account, I think it was Mark, we hear uh, that exact same story when Jesus says, or let's see. Oh my, so, no, never mind. Back to Matthew's story. I'm trying to keep my thoughts straight. I will give you the keys to the kingdom, and whatever you bound on earth shall be bound in heaven. And... We see that back in the Old Testament, because Jesus is really just the fulfillment of the Old Testament law, in the Old Testament, giving the keys to someone was like a ruler or an emperor. When they would go off on travels for a year or two at a time, they would turn to their right-hand man and say, I'm giving you the keys to my kingdom, my city, and which means I'm giving you the authority to rule over all in my absence. So we see that Jesus is giving Peter the keys. Now, back to what I was saying in Mark's account. um, I think it was Mark. I could be wrong. But it's when Jesus and Peter have their whole, get behind me, Satan, type thing. Jesus is on Mount, uh, is on uh, Caesarea Philippi and says, you know, guys, I'm leaving. This, I have to do this. This is something I have to do. And I'm going to be gone. But don't worry, because I'll be back in three days. And Peter's like, no, you can't leave. What are we going to do? And that's when Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. So Jesus is saying, you know, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. 
And then Mark, he's saying, you know, I'm leaving. So we see this connection between the Old Testament and the New Testament, how Peter, or Simon Peter, as he's now being known, is is Jesus' right-hand man. So that's where we really get the idea for the papacy that we've been... Um, Unbro- that's been unbroken for the last 266 popes. So that's just what I want to say about that. It's uh, something I've been thinking about a lot lately. So what do you guys have to say on that? I find it cool, um, kind of going back actually all the way to CAFA, like the that Aramaic word you're mentioning. Um, it's not that it's just like a stone, like it's just like a rock, like on this rock, which is what as you said, I think the Greek Petra or Petros uses, right. but it's a, it's, it's a stone that's, it's like, it's a very specific type of stone. That's very, it's a small green, generally greenish stone used for divination. So like, even in just the mentioning of giving him the keys of being the rock of which you'll build the church, he even gives just that a specific purpose. It's not just this random pebble that's like on the side of the road, you know? And even though I'm not, um, versed in any of this stuff, it's just really interesting. And there's, there's got to be some sort of, um, deeper understanding once you get into like the Greek and the Latin as to what, um, what that ended up actually meaning. Like later on, once it was not later on, well, not what I meant later on, but what was unpacked later on. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, I I really think we uh, here in the Catholic Church are so fortunate to have the Pope. We have we are extremely um, blessed to have that full authority that. Christ gave to Peter, and that Peter handed down to to his successors. Um, it's it's legitimate. It's substantial. It's it's it really is amazing that our current Pope can trace his lineage back all the way to Saint Peter. And uh, just just to poke. Uh, poke fun at josh hey who's the who's the third pope third pope I th- is that anacletus honestly i don't oh, wow. know I, I think so. i'm looking it up <laughs> i don't know i thought you'd know <laughs> i'm going all the way back hold on you asked me that you know a couple weeks ago yeah i did ask and you I that said, according to saint wikipedia of google it was saint anacletus <laughs> or pope anacletus who was the second one jeez um, we should no know idea. these. We should know these things. <laughs> I'm looking this up. Hold on. I don't even know who the second president was. Was that like? Oh, why should be on new? Oh, not Wikipedia. Why am I going to Wikipedia? That's the brother of the beer guy, John. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so it goes. It isn't. Why? How do you know that it's Anacletus? <laughs> Wait, is it really? It's actually Anacletus. It's Peter than Linus well, than Anacletus than Clement. A couple weeks ago. <laughs> Okay, so in our first or second podcast, um, Jose mentioned me saying that I was more sure about how many popes we've had than how many presidents. And he tried to 
quizzed me and said, who's the third pope? And I said, well, according to St. Wikipedia of Google, it was Anacletus. And then I said, however, I do know the fourth pope was Clement because Jord- that was something that came up at Seek and Jordanus told me. Oh, yeah. Oh, we, my we gosh. Should, we should really know, know, know all these obscure <laughs> uh, hipster popes that no one's ever heard about. Actually, fun fact about the popes. I think in the beginning of the 17th century, the popes stopped having beards, which I find very problematic. That is problematic. That, every, yeah. Every single pope before that has had a beard. Come on. Let's bring it back. That's awesome. This is a trigger warning. This is not a test. This is a trigger warning. If you are psychologically fragile, please move away from your viewing or listening device and into your safe space. This is a trigger warning. So, uh, Ryan had to leave. Ryan had to leave. But we have someone else. It's, uh, Ted, would you like to introduce yourself? Well, uh, I'm Ted. I'm sure everybody knows me. Uh, <laughs> I am currently on pain meds, so if I say anything crazy, you know, just disregard that. <laughs> yeah, life is great. What's your Twitter handle? At Ted All these, no eyes. Alright. Awesome. Great. So, uh, welcome to the Beard Bros Podcast. Uh, we started off with Brian reading the dumbest thread <laughs> with possibly the dumbest person in the world. Someone was offended that uh, she was a girl, so I should probably... Oh, yeah, no, I saw that. I saw that. Okay, so she was offended. We talked about how stupid she is. Um, how stupid that was, because seriously, my goodness, how can someone be be that... Charity, 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 charity. Uh- <laughs> someone get that girl a safe space. I mean, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh my goodness! Comment or Ryan's tweet on her one of her uh, that was basically like you're you're just so excited. Um, I think that is that they're so excited that. Oh, hold on, hold on. We 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 can't hear you. Uh, I'm thank you. Know? All right, there, there, much, much better. Can you, sorry, sorry to inconvenience you, but can you please repeat everything you just said? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I saw one of Ryan's tweets where he said um, uh, how entitled she was, and I thought that was highly ap- appropriate because it takes away the ability of other people to do good for others. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry that I offended you by out opening a door for you. I don't, first off, I don't see how that can offend anyone. But, and I don't see how that strengthens the patriarchy or whatever BS they say. <laughs> well, things out of the kindness of their heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, de- definitely. Um, Wow. Okay. Sorry. I didn't hear. I didn't hear that last part that you said before. Kindness of their heart. Uh, well, I'm not quite sure what I said. So <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. You're, you're you're all drugged up. Um, it just takes away from the charity and the kindness that people uh, would have, and you know, humanity in general. Like, why should you get 
offended and pissed because someone is showing you genuine human compassion. Like, for real, I would have just, if she would have said that to me, I was like, I would have been like, you know what? I'll let the door slam in your face and break your nose. Let's see how you feel about that. I bet you would have rather have me hold it open for you now. Like, seriously? My goodness. No, hold on. I think I have the appropriate clip for that. I definitely have the appropriate clip for that. Looking, looking, browsing, browsing. Uh, oh, did you guys hear that? No, 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 no. Play it again, play it again. Ah, oh my gosh. Um, oh, well, I can't get it. But it was my Cash Me Outside uh, sound. Uh, well, well, it's all right. Uh, if, for the listeners who are probably slightly confused, as this is a very different podcast than the past three, um, <laughs> we, are, we are experiencing uh, technical improvisions <laughs> to get Ted on the podcast. Um, and also with this, with with uh, Josh's soundboard. So, sorry if this sounds a bit of a mess right now. Hopefully, within the next um, half hour or so, we're going to start uh, start sounding like 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 the the good old Beer Brothers Catholic podcast or not. I mean, I don't know. Uh, all in all, it, it, really, huh? I don't think we really have that precedence yet. You know, you <laughs> said the good old Beer Brothers podcast. But we really don't have that presence yet because we're still kind of new. So the good old the good old beard brothers podcast from three weeks ago <laughs> that you guys have come to know and love, <laughs> or all at least you're still changing every week. That all you're still somehow listening to. I don't know why, but if you're still listening, thank you so much. We appreciate all ten of you. <laughs> ten. <laughs> I thought we were I mean, if you're here this long, stay for the crazy things I may or may not say. <laughs> and by may or may not, he definitely means probably will because he's all drugged up. All right, all right. Let, let's uh, let's get let's get back on task okay. because this episode, this is the Pope episode. Uh, in in light of the 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 chair Saint Peter feast we just had, which uh, Josh uh, awesomely explained. And, uh, and and what I was saying before Ryan had to rudely leave. Um, For real, what's wrong with him? <laughs> probably off playing guitar somewhere. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I, I was saying how how extremely fortunate we are in the Catholic Church that we have a Pope, that we have uh, a, a person who has the authority given by Christ to Peter and handed down from generation to generation until we have now our. Uh, what, 266. 66th Pope, Pope Francis. And, of course, every, uh, every Pope has a different focus. Um, Pope, uh, John Paul, St. Pope John Paul II, Pope St. John Paul, how do you even say it? Uh, St. John Paul the Great. <laughs> or that. I say Pope St. John, or St. Pope St. John Paul II, that's what I would say. JP2, so him, he... <laughs> His focus. <laughs> the guy we all know. JP2. Exactly. exactly. The cool dude. The, the Vatican II dude. Um, he, uh... I his, wrote a couple stuff. <laughs> you know, the theology of the body. That, that guy. Um, the Polish dude with the skis. But yeah. He, uh... His focus was against uh, communism. Um, because of his, uh... His growing up with, uh... Nazi Germany and all that sort of thing. 
Um, so his papacy reflected that. His papacy reflected his fight against communism and 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 all those bad things. Then we had we have a uh, Pope uh, Benedict XVI, who, uh, it, while working at the Vatican, had to focus on uh, doctrine, dogma, and all that sort of thing. So of course his papacy focused a lot on that, which was amazing. Uh, and Pope Francis, uh, we are seeing his um, his focus. I, I think is more on charity. Uh, I think because of the Argentina are the Argentina that he grew up in uh he he tells us about the dangers of uh rigidity and stuff like that um but and I'm sure a lot of you already know of this uh we've had uh some recent uh fairly recent uh a fairly recent dubia uh because of Amoris Letizia and and so we uh I, I really wish Ryan was here because he had he had all the information down. But we're gonna try we're gonna try and compensate. Um, Amoris Letizia. It's uh, oh. It's not a document that's infallible. It's uh, whatever the pope. And, oh, go ahead. And why is why is that Jose? Why is it not infallible? I don't know. Ask Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> So I think it was because it was an apostolic exhortation and it wasn't, I, I forgot the exact words and situation that he used, but it wasn't a situation that is considered to be when the Pope is speaking infallibly, like your ordinary Sunday homily. Or, you know, if you're if you're having beers with the Pope on a Friday night he's and says something stupid. Regular. It, he's not speaking infallibly by saying like Samuel Adams is better than Bud Light, you know. <laughs> That's church teaching. <laughs> okay, before we have a, before we get into this, I have a confession to make. Uh, save that um, for your priest, please. I don't drink beer, so <laughs> there's that. I feel like I needed to let y'all know that. It's a um, I don't drink beer either, but judging by the price, I'm going to assume Samuel Adams is better. <laughs> yeah. Because I know that my dad likes Sam Adams a lot. Well, my dad just doesn't drink Bud Light for some reason. So I'm just going to assume that Samuel Adams is better. I don't know. I, don't I, beer either. I like Corona, but I think that's too stereotypical, so I steer away from it. Um. <laughs> why, is, why is that stereotypical? I don't know, because my name's Jose and it's Corona. Uh, but... <laughs> Yeah, 100% stereotypical. But, but, but yeah. Did y'all know that the same person who owns Corona also knows owns Shiner Light? Or no, uh, Shiner, like Shiner Beers? Really? Fun fact. Huh. Yeah. Um, well, this conversation just went a yeah, different yeah. route. <laughs> Sorry to get us off track of that Dubia stuff. Oh, but, but before we get back to the Dubia, I also want to say, uh, Ted, admit to the public... Do you have a beard or not? <sighs> I do not. Um, I could. I could. But uh, it would be real patchy. And, you know, I'm, I'm just not about that. I'm not about that life. Well, I guess we have our, <laughs> our first... We have our first beardless guest. Yeah. Yes, yes. I mean, 
He's our second guest. So. He is our second guest. But he's no, also no, our no, first beardless guest. Have a very strong and and we, only had the, we only had the first guest because Hannah Williams backed out at, you know, the day of. So, Sounds about right. I, Sounds like her. Exactly. So thank you, Hannah. Just wanted to put that out there. I know you're not listening, <laughs> Hannah, but if you are, you know, we hate you. You'll probably never have another chance. <laughs> never have another chance to get on this. You're lost. Next thing, I mean, we're already ahead of the crunch in terms of sponsorship. So, I mean, we're, hey. making, we're making good strides. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, the crunch hasn't invited me on yet either, so. We uh, had Ted, yes, we had Ted on before yeah. before the crunch. Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, Ted was also on, like, Tommy Ty's podcast, but, you know. Whatever. He doesn't count. He doesn't count. That was like <laughs> That's not. <laughs> but Dubia. Because that's Dubia. what we were talking about. Dubia. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, so, like, uh, like Josh said, um, the, the Dubia, uh, not the Dubia, Amoris Letizia. It's, it's not infallible. In fact, uh, for those of you who don't know, there are many different forms that the Pope communicates through, and only two of those uh, forms of communication are infallible. And that is, um, what is it, the ooh, Ecumenical Council, and, uh, man, I miss Ryan. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it was something else, but just believe us, just, just believe us. Trust us, we're Catholic. <laughs> Trust us, we have a beard. <laughs> Good standard. <laughs> so, um, it there are a couple of things that are a little uh, 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 eyebrow racers, to say the least. And so a couple of cardinals, oh, four, four of them, I think. Yeah, four. Uh, four of I them. I thought it was five. Four, five, 4.5. Somewhere yeah. around there. Number. Did I mention I miss Ryan? <laughs> 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 so, yes, um... These cardinals uh, got together and, and they wrote a dubia. Now, Josh, would you care to explain what a dubia is? Well, it's something you should not do, boys and girls, if you're in high school. Um, <laughs> a dubia is very different than a dubia. Um, so, from, so, from my understanding, a dubia is when you're questioning... Um, something that the Pope is teaching. So, like we said, this is not an infallible, infallible document. So, there are some questions and there are a couple cardinals that just flat out either disagree with it or they're asking the Pope for clarification, in which we've all been asking for clarification since it came out, you know, about 12 months ago. And, I mean, we still haven't gotten it. I mean, the, it's not like the Pope doesn't know it's there. He's just not responding. It's like, you know, if I just ignore this topic for a while, maybe it'll go away. And and, you know, maybe I did say something wrong. And, like, sorry, forgive me. I may so- say something that people don't like. Uh, read our disclaimer first before I say this. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> please read our disclaimer. Um, I am not the biggest fan of Pope Francis. So, and, you know, 
test me on Twitter. How about that? You know, whatever. <laughs> I'm not, I am not a huge fan of Pope Francis. Um, and it's almost like the way that I'm interpreting his absence or like he knows it's out there. He knows that there's so many people with so many questions and he's not even acknowledging the very basic and obvious, you know, misinterpretations. I think he's a little bit cowardly by not saying it because if maybe he does recognize that, oh crap, I screwed up. Maybe if I just ignore it, they'll forget about it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm not saying that's his mentality. And you know what? At me, whatever you want, listeners. You know, I don't care. But it's like dealing with haters on Twitter. You don't acknowledge them. They just go away. Or do they? Sometimes they do. If you wear, if you wear a collar, you know, uh, Ted, you know who I'm talking about, who they just talking about. <laughs> Your, your haters definitely don't go away. Um, yeah. Okay, well, then yeah. So, um... We just need more clarification. No. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying he's wrong, but I think he needs to address it. And if he screwed up, acknowledge that he screwed up. Now, uh, I, I have a bit of a conspiracy theory uh, behind uh, Amoris Titia. And I, in terms of Pope Francis, I love, a, I love some things that he does, and I raise eyebrows at other things that he does. Um, I think with regard, I think it's, it's respectful to the, to the Roman pontiff that uh, we expect, don't expect the worst of, uh, in him. Um, I'm not at the Vatican. I don't. Uh, I don't know what's in his head. I don't know what's in his heart, but I have the biggest hope that it's something good. I don't want to expect the worst of our Pope, of the successor of Peter. However, <laughs> Amoris Atizia, there's a lot of things that have me raise eyebrows, and that's for starters. Pope Francis did not just get on his laptop, write a morsetizia, and release it to the public. That document no, is gone. No, he got on his typewriter overnight, oh, and then released it to the public. He got in the typewriter. <laughs> oh dear. But, <laughs> but yes, um, that document went through a lot of eyes in the Vatican before being released to the public. I mean, more than one person read that document. I'm pretty sure it went through some editing phases before being released to the public. How then did no one in the Vatican catch those very eyebrow-racing things? And uh, something that was brought up to me was that there are some things in the footnotes of Amoris Atizia that don't add up or don't make sense with the text that the footnotes are in reference to. Uh, so, footnote 251, if anyone is wondering, I believe is what uh, Jose is referring to. Yes. Wait, maybe I should actually look that up. <laughs> yeah, and while you look it up, I'll, I'll continue. Um, so, I, like I said, I really don't want to expect the worst of 
Pope Francis. Uh, he is the man that was chosen to be our leader, the legitimate successor of Peter. So naturally, uh, I don't want to straight up go all set of a contest and. Uh, Wait, what does that mean? What does that mean? A set of a contest. A set of a contest is someone who does not believe we've had a legitimate pope since uh, what was it, Pius the? Some say Pius and some say Pius the tenth, but I've heard some say Pius the ninth. Um, oddly I enough, I think it's Pius the tenth because that's where we get SSPX. Which listen to the previous episode if you don't know what that is. Yeah, uh, we SSPX, we warned about him. So that, that would make sense. Yeah, but I I know I've heard I've had run-ins with set of a contest who. Who have said that it was Pius the Ninth who oh, was the last boy. pope? Uh, but yes, these are the these these people don't believe we've had a legitimate pope since then, uh, which uh, to me personally and, and at me all you want, cash me on Twitter, but I think these people should fall under the realm of um, of, of Protestants uh, of Protestantism near Protestantism because. Uh, they, they're protesting the Pope. They, they they have not repented and submitted to the Pope. So, <laughs> Pope John Paul II was not a real Pope. <laughs> ah, jeez, these um, people. <laughs> John the Twenty Third so, was not a not... real Pope. Vatican II did not happen. Okay. Conspiracy. Uh, could could y'all catch me up, like, on what Ryan said about Amoris Laetitia? Because I don't, I don't know where exactly he went uh, with it. Well, th- this was before we started recording, um, but... Uh, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't recorded uh, yet, uh, but it, it's, it's pretty much uh, along the lines of what we said. Um, it was, okay. It just used more technical terms. Yes. He, uh, well, well... So have y'all have y'all like explained what people have like why the uh, cardinals are having issues with the Morris Leticia or No, we did not. Would you like to explain that? Oh well, I sure can try. Um, well, from my understanding, that the cardinals are having issues with the Morris Leticia because it can be read multiple different ways. So they have formed the dubia, so that to ask the Pope to clarify what he means. Um, and so the dubia, it's not, from my understanding, questioning the Pope. It's just uh, asking for clarification. Uh, some of the points... In- oh, what just happened? Technical difficulties. You said some of the points... Yeah. Some of the points in... Uh, the footnote uh, in 350, footnote 351 in Amoris Laetitia, uh, from my understanding, it can be read to mean that the, uh, that uh, priests can allow a divorce and remarry Catholics to receive, receive communion. Uh, and that's where uh, the dubia is coming from, because it can be read that way. Uh, but it also could be read the other way, uh, meaning uh, more of like it's not supposed to happen, but we're supposed to love everything more or less. Yeah, 
So, um, clearly there are people <laughs> better versed in Amoris Aetitia than at least I am. Um, as far as I'm concerned, at least with, with the, our approach to the dubia, to Amoris Aetitia, um, there, there's a phrase that, as of late, has been ringing in my head. Like, like a clarion call to wisdom. And that's uh, veritas et caritas, truth and charity. Uh, the dubia asks for clarification for the sake of the, of the defense of truth. You know, we have to be clear in our teaching. However, in that search for truth and in that, that asking for truth, we also have to be charitable. Uh, the, and it's a tough thing to balance. Um, it's tough to take the side of the as as the uh, lady take the side of the dubia, um, and it, it's very 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 easy to to fall into that sedeve contest sort of language of attacking the pope. Um, I've I've had the displeasure of. Uh, witnessing a lot of people speaking on the dubia, uh, being extremely disrespectful to the Pope, uh, being extremely disrespectful to, to the office of the Pope. You know, he, um, Pope Francis is, as we all know, a human. <laughs> and, of course, he can make mistakes. And why he does not clarify those things in the Morsotitia is beyond me. However, uh, like I mentioned before, our approach to it should be to expect the best in our Roman Pontiff. It's to to not see him as the bad guy, but see him as the guy. You know, I uh, think a couple months ago. Yeah, it was a couple months ago. I, I wrote an article. Uh, explaining uh, something else that Pope Francis said that people were taking either taken out of context or being outraged about. I think it was about the whole virginity thing, um, and I translated the whole the whole thing from Italian. But I digress. Um, in that article, uh, and repeating it now, um, I mentioned that even back when Peter was the head of the church, the vice, uh, vice regent of Christ on earth. He messed up, and he messed up bad. Uh, he, he and St. Paul had a difference of opinion in, uh, in multiple cases. And, I mean, this is the guy who denied Jesus three times. Peter. And he's still our pope. Peter's the guy who began preaching to the Gentiles before talking to the other uh, apostles and for the sake of, of, of making it sound uh, currently relevant, the other bishops. He just started preaching to the Gentiles, to the uncircumcised, and no one was even sure if you could do that. And St. Paul called him out on that in the Bible. However... And I honestly think this is the the earliest case of a dubia. Uh, St. Paul called out 
St. Peter on something that he did. However, St. Paul knew St. Peter. He knew his ministry, and he knew who he was. Uh, he knew the authority that he had. And he was friends with Peter. So any criticism against what, what St. Peter did, St. Paul did it out of love and charity. Because he knew who Peter was, and Peter knew what his role was in, in the church. And so, bring it all the way back 2,000 years later, the dubia, the cardinals, I hope and I pray that the dubia is out of charity for the Pope. And just as the cardinals, hopefully, are doing it out of charity, we as the laity should follow in that example. We are not the magisterium. We are not... Uh, we don't have the authority that priests, bishops, cardinals, the Pope has. So we have to follow in that example of the cardinals and, and just, just be charitable when approaching Morsatitia because it's, it's very, very easy to, fall in, to, to fail at being charitable and to, to bash on, on our pontiff. And yeah. to go off of that, if you are having those thoughts and you are, or you are saying things like that about the Pope, uh, two points. First off, it makes the entire Catholic Church look bad. It makes everybody in it look bad, and it pushes away potential Catholics from, a, from the faith, and it pushes away Catholics who are not very strong. The other point I would like to make is if you believe that the Pope is doing something wrong, the most important thing you can do, the most, uh, the, the strongest support that you can give him is your prayer. Um, and to go and offer masses for him and do things like that, so that if you believe he is teaching wrong, so that he can more or less be the light. Um, and through prayer, um, I'm sorry, can, can you repeat that? The the audio sort of cut out, yes. All of it? No, 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 just, just the past, what, five, six words? <laughs> it was just like him clarifying his teaching, uh, which, I mean, I didn't mean to be disrespectful earlier mm -hmm. when I said what I said, um, because no, 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 that's, it's just that's my... That's not what I was getting at. Oh. Well, but I mean, I just want to clarify that, you know, I still respect his office, but when he's speaking, well, I mean, he wasn't speaking infallibly, so I mean, I felt like I still had every right to question the fact that he hasn't clarified anything. Mm -hmm. um, but definitely, I mean, you're always going to have people that have questions about something controversial said. Um, so, yeah, definitely, he just needs our prayer, masses offered. Uh, that's what Ted was getting at towards the end before his feet cut out. Uh, but, yeah, we've, we think that's the least we can do, but when really, that's just the most we can do. Because not all of us can be there in Rome, like in his College of Cardinals, saying, Holy Father, you know, the people are saying this. We're, we're a democracy, you know, well, Actually, we're not a democracy, nope. so you can just get over that. <laughs> the odds of me, you, Ted, or any of our listeners become cardinal, eh, very slim to none. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to have 
male people that listen. I don't think we have male people that listen. Or <laughs> I'm not identify as male. I'm saying actual male, like genetically male. Oh, so. <laughs> I would go farther in because you know I'm on here. Have any people that will actually so we have listeners it's just not not many yet yet we're growing <laughs> we'll we'll get so, there we're halfway there i don't know if i'm enticing people to be on here or pushing them away well, we'll i mean if your if your twitter followers you know say anything about that you know it's i mean oh never, wait i thought you had a lot more followers than that <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like, I thought you were upwards of, like, 3,000. Like, I mean, you're up there with Hannah and Jordana, like, and this girl, as in terms of, like, Catholic Twitter famous. I mean, this Catholic girl's famous for other reasons, but... <laughs> I mean, you're, you're kind of up there in the popularity. So I, I thought you had a lot more followers than that. Step up your game, <laughs> Ted. I say a lot of controversial things, and people don't really like me for that, so that could be part of it. So, I'm kind of a douche, so... No, I mean... I mean, I mean like... I, and I think that's the... That's the the popular consensus is to uh, step away from people who are saying controversial things, or well, they call it controversial things, uh, and a lot of the times it's hard truths. Uh, remember that when Jesus started speaking the hard truths, people started walking away, but that that didn't make his hard truths any less true. So, right. yeah, keep being controversial. <laughs> I welcome it. You could be right. You could be wrong. I don't know. Let's, let's put it this way. If you're Catholic or even a Christian in general for our non-denominational people out there, if you are a Christian and you are comfortable, you are doing something wrong. <laughs> yeah. 100%. I mean, like it, I said, read our disclaimer. You know, we're not priests. It, we're not spokespeople. Yeah. So. If, if you are evangelizing and everyone likes you, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> You really are doing, if you're doing something it for the, If you're doing it for the Twitter followers, and you have a couple million Twitter followers, you might be verified, you might be a priest. You know, I've, <laughs> I've, said, I've, said, this in a couple, I've said this in a couple different group chats. You know, I guess they just give a clerical collar to anyone these days. This is such a verbal subtweet, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh yes, I want, to I want to remind our listeners that Ted is on Narcotics, so... So take what it says. <laughs> take some of the things that he says with a grain of salt. Ted is on. Well, I think it was codeine. Yeah. Um, He's on whatever that that guy Doctor House is on. I don't know. <laughs> I don't take anywhere near as much as he does, though. So. <laughs> yeah, he he eats Vicodin like uh like. I hear that's so yeah, <laughs> he eats Vicodin like Tic Tacs. Um, <laughs> Anyway, yes. Um, so yes, our uh, anyone is more than welcome to, uh, yeah, yeah, more than welcome, more than welcome to when it comes to the things that the Pope says, raise an eyebrow. 
and and it's okay if you disagree with him on some things that are not infallible church teaching. Because remember, Pope Francis is just a man. Just like Peter was just a man. And him being the the earthly leader of the Catholic Church, I'm pretty sure he's under a lot of spiritual attack. I'm pretty sure he's under... Oh, yeah under so much pressure and and just and you know pope francis is not a young man none of the most of the popes were not young men he's he's only 80 you know he's he's probably got maybe five or six good years left possibly just (laughs) like just like imagine this an 80 year old and you're throwing on him a 300 pound cross with a bunch of demons trying to push it down that that's that's pretty much <laughs> man up but <laughs> that that's pretty much what being the pope is like and and we we talked about um i don't know do you uh, have experience on what being the pope is like like can you share i do us? have personal experience <laughs> I, I i would love that personal experience yes uh pope pope michael pope michael told me about it you guys ever heard of pope michael Michael. Oh, is that that's is the, that uh, the dude from HBO? <laughs> yes, that's that guy. No, 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 no. no. Oh, yeah. Pius the Thirteenth. No, not not that guy. Wasn't he the guy who who thought that he was that he was a, a pope and like was making like YouTube videos? What? Yeah, let, let me oh, look it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Senate pope, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the yeah. They all believe him, or so, not? They all some. Why doesn't he just walk into the Vatican and say, you're sitting in my seat? Or rather, <laughs> that seat's empty, or whatever they say. <laughs> this seat's taken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, speaking, you know, <laughs> speaking of, of that seat, you have you seen pictures of, of the, act, the, the chair of Peter? Uh, that's the one at St. John Lateran, right? <laughs> um, well, I- I'm talking about like the the one with the Saint Peter cross on it. Um, hold on, let me Google that. Because because <laughs> we have the feast um, of the chair of Peter, but guess what? It's an actual chair. It exists. <laughs> yeah, it's called the. Cathedra. It's real. It's called the cathedra, which mm-hmm. is actually where we get the word cathedral. In case you're wondering, which literally means seat of the bishop. Mm-hmm. Like, when the bishop's there, or bishop's not there, and it's the rector of the cathedral saying mass, he does not sit in the cathedral, because the cathedral is actually reserved for the bishop. Fun fact. Fun, fun fact. But yes, um, in the uh, the chair of Peter, um, there is an, uh, an etching of an upside-down cross. And you have no idea how many times... I've encountered people who saw that and thought, that's the sign of the anti-pope. That's the sign of the antichrist. It's an upside-down cross. It's sacrilege. It's sacrilege. No, 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 no. It's not sacrilege. It's, it's not the, the cross of Christ. That's the cross of Peter. And I'm pretty sure in hindsight, from heaven, Peter's probably like, 
Yeah, I don't think I don't think being crucified upside down was like the right symbol because now we have all these crazy people calling the Pope an antichrist. Well, but hey, uh, they'll live with it. Yeah, the the upside down the upside down cross is just in light of how Saint Peter died. He we believe he died uh, crucified upside down because he thought that he, well he said that he wasn't worthy of dying in the same way as our Lord, and. Uh, very clear distinction that we must have is that an upside down cross is extremely different than an upside down crucifix. An upside down crucifix with the body of Christ depicted on it, that's sacrilege. That's the kind of thing you see in those exorcist movies. That's bad. Yep. An upside down cross without the body on it, that's just a cross. And you mentioned the cross of St. Peter. He said he wasn't worthy to die in the same way our Lord was. But that's the same thing with St. Andrew. Like, mm -hmm. St. Andrew was crucified on an X-shaped cross. Mm -hmm. Because he, for the, well, for the same reason. And, you know, I, I looked up the chair of St. Peter. Uh, so I saw what you were talking about. And <laughs> so the chair of St. Peter is actually not in St. John Lateran. It's in St. Peter's Basilica. Mm -hmm. Who would have guessed the chair of St. Peter is in St. Peter's Basilica? Wow. I never, like, never would have guessed that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> just beside the point, if you look over, I actually saw the stained glass window thing with the dove. Mm -hmm. I, <laughs> my first thought looking at that sculpture was, who put the image of New Catholic Generation <laughs> at the back? <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Speaking of new Catholic gen, Renee Shumay followed me this week, and I felt <gasps> so honored because she has 72, like, she only follows 72 people. You're one of the 72. You're one of the chosen. It's like, I'm one of the 12. Like, holy crap. <laughs> hey, hey, it's a multiple of 12. Yeah, that is. <laughs> so, I, I beg the question, why? What did you do? How much did you pay her? Who did you have to contact? <laughs> I, I tweeted her back in like... Seriously, yeah, let me... Okay, so I tweeted her back in July. It was like when I first found her YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is actually really cool. Um, for anyone listening, Renee is like super pretty. Um, and pretty <laughs> girls do not like me. Like, okay. Um, so I should just clarify that. And so I said, after what this was May 5th, after watching hours of YouTube videos, instead of preparing for my finals, I'm convinced Renee is the coolest person I've never met. <laughs> she liked it and then immediately started following me. And I'm like, this is awesome. Like, oh my God. I, I basically started being. So the criteria is <laughs> to share her videos, tell her she's pretty, have a six-month wait time. Well, I never told her she was pretty. And oh. It would, so, I just, well, said, you just, did, I just said it so. on air. And it's a nine-month wait time. Oh, nine-month. So, like a pregnancy. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, you have to be incarnated by the Holy Spirit for nine months. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> you have to make a couple of, you know, like, lamb sacrifices. Like, put... Uh, blood X's on your door um, for a couple months. Obviously. 
obviously. Unblemished um, lamb. You have to have the unblemished one-year-old lamb. Yes. And then you have to start a podcast and advertise it. <laughs> and oh, and you have to you have to know Patrick from the Crunch at Catholic Pat <laughs> from Franciscan, who actually a little known secret. Oh, he goes to Franciscan. Yeah. Wow. So even I knew that. <laughs> really? Yeah. No. What? Oh, and if anyone's wondering, Scott, Doctor Scott Hahn will be on the Crunch at one point. Uh. Dr. Hahn is one of Kath- is one of Patrick's professors. Um, so he went up to him after class, invited him onto the crunch, and he's like, I'd love to. Which I'm, he's, that is awesome. That is awesome, considering he gets paid a lot more for speaking. It's okay. Uh, yeah. We have... We're, it's okay, we're doing business with Ca- with the Catholic... Uh, with the beard... Ooh, with Catholic beard balm. So uh, I'm happy with that. And uh, who knows? We may have uh, everyone's favorite Catholic Twitter's favorite priest on. Um, no. <laughs> Actually, I would quite enjoy that. Um, I think it would be very important to discuss cordially yeah. his thoughts on religion. Yeah, discuss. Right. <laughs> right, yeah, t- totally. <laughs> okay, so I pulled up the part of the course with Cynthia that people are having issues with. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want me to read it. Yes, please, please bring us back on subject. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, okay, so this is starts on page 236 of the course with which you can pull up by Googling a voice with and that can get the full document free because I'm a small student. Um, so it starts on page 236. I uh, go through page uh, 237 and I am closing now. Because of the and mitigating factors, it is possible that an effective situation out Whoa, 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 wait, 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 can, can, can you repeat the past? Ted, Ted. Can you, uh, re- can you repeat the last couple sentences, please? <laughs> what was the la- I, I'll, I'll just restart. Okay. Okay. Uh, because, because of forms of conditioning and mitigating factors, it is possible that in an objective situation of sin, uh, like a married couple together, uh, or a divorced and remarried, uh, which is not subjectively culpable or fully such, a person can be living in God's grace, can love and can also grow in the life of grace and charity. And then, uh, so basically what that means, or what he's saying, uh, when it says uh, mitigating factors uh, and if they're in an objective situation of sin, uh, but they may not be subjectively uh, And that's the issue people are having. And then, in Note 351, uh, on page 237, uh, Pope Francis writes, In certain cases, this can include the help of the sacrament. Hence, quoting the apostolic... Oh, hold up, hold up. Right. Yeah, we're 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 having a little bit of a uh, little bit of uh, technical difficulties. Um, let's uh, 
Yeah. Uh, start with the sentence that ended with Lord's Mercy. See if... Okay. Uh, Pope Francis says, I want to remind priests that the confessional must not be a torture chamber, but rather an encounter with the Lord's Mercy. Um, and he's quoting Evangelii Gaudium uh, in that uh, sentence. And then he goes on to say, and this is where people are having major issues, um, and I'm quoting here. I would also point out that the Eucharist is not a prize for the perfect, but a powerful medicine and nourishment for the weak. And it's thought that the not the prize for the perfect means that people in sin can have it, which is true, but people in mortal sin cannot uh, receive the Eucharist. And uh, some... Uh, cardinals are actually taking that out of context to mean that all people, uh, no matter their situation, or their living situation, can have it. Um, which has actually happened. Uh, one of... Can you hear me? Yeah, you're good. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, sorry. Uh, one of uh, Pope Francis's uh, cardinals, Francesco, I'm going to butcher this, Coco Mario, who is the president of the Pontifical Council of Legislative Text, has published by the uh, Vatican Publishing House a book he has titled The Gregoria Edrice Vaticana, which I am again butchering. Um, and he writes in that book, published again by the Vatican own Publishing House, that, quote, the divorce and remarried facto couples, those cohabitate, cohabitating, are certainly not models of instinct with Catholic Church doctrine. But the Church cannot look the other way. And then he goes on to say, which this is definitely heretical, quote, therefore, the taxes can, can Can you repeat that? that uh Repeat, uh, the, after he said, and this is heretical, and then, uh... And this is heretical about... Okay, and so, he he goes on to say, and this is definitely heretical, like, I don't know, me, a layperson, can see this is very heretical. Quote, Therefore, the sacraments of reconciliation and of communion must be given even to those so-called wounded families, and to however many who, despite living in situations not in line with traditional matrimonial canon, express the sincere to desire to approach the sacrament after an approaching period of discernment. Mm -hmm. So, for those that don't know, our current guest is Ted Wednesday. He is a law student. <laughs> at, uh, Texas Tech, is that right? Yes, sir. In, well, obviously Texas. So, uh, what you just heard was a law student butchering Latin. So, can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I just had to roast on you a little and bit there. I'm going to invoke the coding excuse on that one. <laughs> <laughs> As our in-house um, counsel... What does this fancy document even mean? Like, 
for us with that don't know that legal mumbo jumbo. Layman terms, please. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, layman. Okay. So, um, uh, I can't remember the Spanish, or the Spanish, oh my gosh. The wow. Latin. Um, wow. okay. It's okay, you're high. <laughs> <laughs> it's a legal prescription, everyone. The doctor prescribes it. <laughs> it's legal prescription. Trust him. He's 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 a law student. <laughs> I'm a law student. I know. He's a Catholic <laughs> law student, so you can trust him twice as much. Okay, so I'm explaining what uh, Cardinal Coco Palmario, who is again, I'm just going to reiterate this because it freaks me out a little bit. Who is on the president? Uh, who is the president of the Pontifical Council for Legislative Text, Who, again, reiterating, post uh, who had his book published by the Vatican's own publishing house? Who, for anyone who doesn't know, the Vatican has its own publishing house. In his book, uh, which is in Latin, and I'm going to butcher again, Libraria Editrice. Vaticana is saying, uh, I'm going to rephrase and explain a little bit here, uh, that divorced and remarried Catholics, um, so when we say divorced and remarried, we are saying um, um, a person who's divorced, who uh, who got divorced uh, after a valid Catholic marriage or a, a, a marriage that the Catholic Church would recognize as valid, um, and then remarried before uh, um, either annulment, which if their if their marriage is valid, but not or after or before like, the death. So, um, what Cardinal Palmario is saying is that these people who are objectively insane. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's, what's, uh... Hold on, hold on. Yeah, uh, what, what's, uh... You said this person is saying who, who, who's, uh... Oh, co co oh. Cocoa Butter was saying. <laughs> oh, Cocoa Butter. What Cardinal Coco Palmerio is like, <laughs> um, is he, he is saying that these people who are objectively living in mortal sin because they are separated from their true uh, valid spouse and have remarried, can receive communion um, if, after a period of discernment, express an openness to the mercy of the church. Um, and and he even he even <laughs> says that this is not in line with the tradition that these uh, marriages, even though they're not in line with the traditional matrimonial canon. So he is admitting to the fact that that he, that this is this is heretical. This is uh, something that goes against what the church teaches. Um, and I think this is what the Duvia is about. The Duvia is wanting to clear, clear up um, for people like Cardinal Coco Palmario, uh, who is taking out a, taking what the Pope is saying, 
out of context or to the nth degree, taking it way farther than um, it ever should be. And personally, although I have no no uh, standing to say this, uh, this is and does seem very heretical, and it has the ability to lead many people away from the faith. And that is just very scary. Um, and going off of what Josh was saying earlier, or Jose, I can't remember who, um, it's scary because uh, the Pope is not clearing such huge issues up. Yeah, and um, that's that's why it's, when we talk about the faith, it's, it's extremely important to be nice and clear and and precise we we do not want to cause any confusion when speaking on the faith and on church teaching so so that was uh <laughs> that was, you just heard a law student uh speak on a Morris Letizia there i i that's yeah by far Please note this uh -huh. is not a canon law student he's just your ordinary everyday law student um, so not a canon lawyer. None of us are canon lawyers. He's no. just a lawyer. Almost. <laughs> I would like to say, though, that I did go to a Catholic university, and although I didn't go to Franciscan, like some people I know, <laughs> do have uh, uh, an understanding of church teaching, and I do have a foundation, although that foundation... Uh, it's not anywhere near where I'd like it to be, like I'm sure most of you. Um, but yes, I do. I do understand the church's teachings on marriage, at the very least. Mm -hmm. So it is between a boy and a girl. <laughs> born that, a boy and born that, a girl. Yes, and not switching over. Like you can't. Never mind. You, you, Let's. Let's, let's just not get stay that. there yeah 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 <laughs> yeah we we've i think we've crossed a lot of lines this podcast <laughs> but anyway hey. uh, uh yes they keep get they keep getting more interesting you're right they keep i think we should uh either have more ted or more narcotics i don't know which one but uh all of the above well if we have more narcotics <laughs> we have a lawyer to bail us out you're right. Or almost a lawyer. We just gotta wait till he gets that law degree, and then he can bail almost us out. Almost a lawyer. Ted Wenski, JD, kinda. <laughs> kinda. So yeah, again, thank you, thank you so much, Ted, for explaining us, you know, the whole dubia thing and and cardinal cocoa butter and all that, all that jazz. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yes, uh, I think that that that's it for the podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, once again, my name's Jose, and you can find me on the Twitter at MrJVal. And I'm Josh at One Smallest Violin, and a special thank you to our guest. Uh, what's your name again? I forgot. I know you're a law student, because you keep bringing that up, but... Uh, yeah, I'm a law student. I graduated from undergrad when I was 20, if anyone's wondering. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> I had to bring it up. I'm here. Uh, Where's Hannah when you need Ted her? <laughs> and you can follow me on Twitter at, at Ted Winsky. And, and of course, you can also find this on the Catholic Beard Brothers um, official Twitter accounts uh, where Ted's been retweeted a couple times. So if you don't know how to spell Winsky, you know, 
just follow us on Twitter. What is it? At Catholic Beard? Yes. Uh, at yeah. Catholic Beard. Yeah, at Catholic Beard. And of course, if you still haven't, don't understand any of us, uh, links will be down in the, in the description down below. So again, thank you all so much for watching. Thank you, Ted, for being part of the podcast. And thank you, Ryan, for leaving in the middle of it. Yes, thank you everyone for watching our podcast. Uh, we really appreciate you watching, you know, and not listening. Uh, we thank you for watching the podcast. And uh, Jose is covering his I face right now. I promise you I am not the one in narcotics, but it is... <laughs> Jose is not the one that's drugged up. But we want to thank you for listening. And just as a reminder, read our disclaimer. Please, please, please. Thank you, and we Multiple will... Multiple times, and if you don't understand it, read it again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and if you don't understand it, we have a lawyer to help you understand it. So... Yeah. So with that being said, thank you guys for, thank you guys for listening, and uh, God bless. <laughs> wow.